Well, hello everybody. This is Titus Jordan with Glow Growth and Development. And today we have Mina on. And she was an introduction. And uh, so thank you for coming on the show. Where in the world are you located these days? I am in Austin. <laughs> Austin, nice. And how long have you been in Austin? Not too long, just um, maybe like six or seven months. Okay. Yeah. And where were you at before that? I was in Dallas. Dallas. So not too far away. <laughs> okay. Okay. So tell us, I mean, we were introduced and um, it was a nice introduction. You and I actually had a, uh, a brief conversation a week or so ago when the weather was icy, I believe it was in Austin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my internet was not working. So we got to just get like little glimpses <laughs> of each other. But it was, it was really nice to meet you. And it seemed like we had some stuff in common, which was really cool. <laughs> yes. So from your perspective... What were those things in common? It seemed like you had an interesting journey into where you are now. And it seemed like you really feel a contentment and an enjoyment of the work you do now. And it felt like I experienced you as really calm and really sincere. And I wondered if that was always how you were or if it wasn't um, because I know for me uh, I used to be my personality used to be pretty uh, different than how it is now to some extent <laughs> so you mentioned the word journey so tell us a little bit about your journey tell us a little bit about your history and um, and uh, what got you to this point yeah so I, um, I grew up experiencing anxiety pretty much my entire life. And so that was just kind of like a normal part of life for me. And I didn't question it. I just thought that was normal. And I also had this really innate wondering of why I was here. I was really curious about purpose from a pretty young age. Like as a teenager, that was my hobby was just to dabble in different things around purpose, anything related to it. So I was really into self-help books and astrology and personality quizzes and psychology and stuff like that. And so that was just kind of like a game I would play um, to just try to figure it out. And whenever I went to college, the anxiety I experienced became very severe. And I became addicted to my work. And with that, like, deep anxiety, the workaholism coupled together, it just kind of devolved into a lot of health problems. I wasn't eating or sleeping anymore. And all I was doing was working. So my mental health deteriorated, my physical health deteriorated. And I just became obsessed with doing well, so that I could be successful later in my life after I graduated. My whole goal in life was to get a job. And so I was pouring all of this vitality into my work and I was getting nothing out of it. And that was crushing. <laughs> so it was so stressful. And then it was also just so discouraging. It was such a sad place to be too, because 
I was just trying so hard and I wanted to make it work so badly. And whenever I would finish a project or complete something or like finish something at work or in school, I would feel good for a few seconds and then I would just be crushed by this wave of meaninglessness. So it would be like, oh my gosh, this does not matter at all. And so it was just this weird loop I was in of like trying so hard, pouring everything into this and then just feeling even lower, even worse afterwards. So this carried on the whole time I was in college and I ended up graduating in May of 2020. So just a really nice time to punctuate that whole experience. (laughs) And all the companies that I was interviewing with went on a hiring freeze. My whole goal in life was to get a job. So that really uh, threw off my plans. (laughs) And I had to pause. So just to kill the time while I was waiting for like the world to get its life together. (laughs) I stumbled upon this course about the Akashic records. And because I had always kind of just dabbled with anything related to purpose, my curiosity was piqued. And I was like, this doesn't sound like a real thing at all. It sounds like such a joke, but I have nothing else to do. So let's just give it a whirl and see what happens. And what really fascinated me was this concept that you could use this modality, whatever it is, and ask questions and receive insight as a response. So I was like, well, I have some big existential questions, so let's see what happens. And I was blown away when it actually worked and I was able to connect to a deep sense of potential and clarity that I had never experienced before, that I had been seeking for a really long time wondering, wondering, wondering. And then eventually that wondering became a desperation of why am I here? I need to know. So being able to experience deep potential through the Akashic Records was a game changer for me. And that's what really changed the way I looked at life. Because up until that point, I just thought that the only way to live, the only way to survive was to go to school, go to college, and get a job and then that's like that was it that was the end I couldn't see anything beyond that and so seeing that oh there's like different things I could be doing it was so mind-blowing and naturally kind of dispelled and softened that like really narrow limited belief that I have of what life had to be like so from there I got even more curious I was like wait if I have two options, not just one. What if I have more than two even? So I just began playing with the records and experimenting and asking questions. And over time, pretty soon after I found them, I was like, I wonder what would happen if I explored this as an avenue for work, as opposed to what I've been doing for all of this time. And it was through experiencing that potential through the records of, oh, there's more than one thing that's possible for you. That's what gave me the strength to admit what I had known for years at that point, because I had been burnt out for a long time, which was, I don't really want to do this thing that I've been studying, and I want to do something else instead. And I could just feel the resonance of the records. And so, yeah, just slowly over time, I just kind of moved in this direction. And by working with the records, 
personally and with meditation, about a year after I found the records, I realized just one day I was driving, it occurred to me, my gosh, I'm not scared right now. The anxiety that I've experienced every moment of my life is not here right now. And it had just naturally dissipated on its own. So it's really worked wonders for me in my life. <laughs> that is so, <laughs> it's what a blessing to, uh, to have received that into your life, right? Because I know people that live in anxiety. I see people who, I want to say, suffer from anxiety. Uh, anxiety to me would be a physical sign of not being in alignment and harmony with your true self. And that was just being, that was just showing you that you weren't in alignment and harmony with who you were, was the anxiety that was coming out. And so mm -hmm. to receive peace on the other side of that, instead of dealing with anxiety, uh, I know the, the value of peace is priceless. And so I'm so happy for you that you were able to come to this point. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was, I think the contrast, because it was a slow, like a year isn't really that long in the grand scheme of things, but it was just drop by drop, day by day, things just got better. But it was so subtle in the day to day that it took some time for me to notice that I was experiencing a different reality within myself. And that contrast, once it occurred to me, was so profound. I was like, I didn't know that this was available. I didn't know you could feel not scared to death all the time. <laughs> so let's talk yeah. about the actual work or the activity or the actions that you take in accessing these records. Yeah, so... The way it looks like when I open the records is I sit still and I say a silent prayer and it takes a few minutes and I'm only opening the records of either myself or if I'm reading for someone when I work with them one-on-one, -on -one, I'm opening their records specifically with their permission. So I'm never opening the records without consent of the person or the thing that I'm, you know, reading for. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty simple. I, and I love that about it. It's just silent prayer. And what it feels like is connecting to something much like deeper and broader. And it's almost like getting a zoomed out um, experience or perspective of whatever you're looking at. And I think that's the benefit of it is you can get so stuck in your own perspective. It's nice to kind of just take a breath, take a step back and like look at it from a little bit zoomed out. And that I think is what allows us to see the different potentials, the different timelines, the different options that we have available. Mm. I like how you use the word timeline because <laughs> right. So many times, like even myself, I feel like, Oh, you go down this road and there's, you're walking down this timeline and it's, it's a limiting belief that there is only one timeline. When you really think about it, you can have multiple timelines and jump. You can change, like you're driving a car, you can put the blinker on and change lanes. It's possible. Yeah. It feels almost like 
it feels like a web, you know, with like infinite, infinite, like separations, branches, because we're making decisions all the time. So it's like every time we're at a little fork in the road, even if it's tiny, you know, the smallest actions can lead you down a whole different avenue. And so it doesn't have to be like a profound, huge life shift, a like life changing decision. It's like you can start really small and kind of just meander down a different direction, one small conscious choice at a time. You know, and, and um, it's interesting because that's where, uh, for me, free will and surrender happens, right? There's free will and there's also surrender. And ultimately, the community, consciousness, God, knows where you and he want to, or whatever, you want to be, right? Where do I want to be? Well, I want to be down there. So it's okay to wander down this path or wander down that path or go in this direction. But ultimately, you're going to go to where it's your endpoints in line, where you want to be. I think so. I think it's a bit of a paradox. It's like you can make no wrong decisions. Yeah. And it's like using that, like connecting to yourself to use that as a compass of like what feels aligned to me and like learning how to use that, the source, that clarity mm-hmm. is what I love helping people do because it's so nice to have like an inner compass. So that way you can kind of feel into what feels good so you can not just depend on like the signs or the guidance. It's like there's external guidance coming from wherever and there's internal guidance too. So it's almost like a game of like seeing how you can line those things up and that's where the resonance is. Oh, yeah, nice. of where you want to be. <laughs> you, you said that You said that so beautifully. You really did. You know, I put out a post the other day because I was having a conversation with somebody and it was uh, the words were painful conclusion. And I feel like a lot of times people for like my clients and such, they come to this painful conclusion over and over and over because they continue to walk down that same road to the painful conclusion. Yeah, I I like thinking about it. Like, I totally know what you mean because I did that for like 20 years. So I was like doing the same thing and suffering again and again. So in the same way, in the same context, at the same school even. So it was, like, I totally get that. And I explored that through the records whenever I first started working with them. And one of the things they shared was like, it's like doing research. So it's like there's... As long as your heart is beating, as long as you can breathe, there's still time. There's still opportunity to change and to shift things if you want. So it's not too late as long as your heart is beating. And I think it's easy to get bogged down. And it's almost hard to admit like, oh, this. And that that's how it was for me. It was hard to admit what I knew was true, that this was not in alignment because I had invested so much time and energy into that path. I was like, well, it was like a sunk cost thing. I was like, well, I can't change my mind now because that would mean if I admit that it would mean that I wasted all this time. And so it was very confronting to, to just face that painful conclusion, as you say, but 
another way that I like to think about it now, so I'm not just driven mad by the waste of time, is it's research. And it's almost like I spent a ton of time exploring and learning deeply, doing deep research, getting a PhD in what my, like, south looks like. And now, you know, you could think of, like, alignment or moving in a direction of resonance as north. And so if I ever stray, like, a little bit off, I'm, like, I'm really good at detecting what south feels like because I spent a ton of time researching it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's easy to kind of pull yourself back into alignment when you spent a lot of time going the other way. (laughs) So one of somebody I listened to, they talk about contrast. Right. So you spent a lot of time in contrast. I've spent a lot of time in contrast. And now you're like, okay, that's black. This is white or whatever. It doesn't matter. But contrast. And uh, and now you're like, okay, now I know what I don't want. So now I now I can figure out what I do want. Yeah. And I know what it feels like. It's like I know what And yeah, exactly. It's like knowing the like pure contrast, like it's like I've been in the lowest spot. I've been in these like higher, really resonant, joyful places. And so it's like you get good at detecting the gray area or the in-between areas between those two points. And so, yeah, it's like it's just a game of navigation is what it feels like, which is constantly reorienting to what feels good. So... So you've told us a little bit about where you, you know, spending time with, um, spending time at school, uh, becoming familiar with your, uh, these records for yourself and for others. So tell me a little bit about what you're looking to do in the future. Where, you're, where are you looking to go with this newfound gift that you have? Yeah, my favorite thing to do is to be in the records and I love sharing Akashic perspective with those who want it and need it and could benefit from it. So the people that are seeking it actively are seeking a new, a new perspective and perhaps they don't even know that's what they're looking for. But yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. So I love working with people one-on-one and yeah, helping them feel into their own clarity, helping them become aware of what possibilities are available to them. And perhaps if they want to go there, what inner blocks might be there preventing them from expressing their purpose and their gifts mm-hmm. most vibrantly. <laughs> that th- that right there resonates so, right? Because I was talking to somebody earlier today and you could just see that, they had, they're like, there's still a little bit of that fog, that cloud, and they're like, and they see the clarity, like, I see the clarity in you, they see the clarity in me, and they're like, I'm in the fog, how do I get clear, how do I get that freedom that you've got, because I want that, I want that freedom that you're expressing. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) And it's such a sweet process. It feels like such a privilege to get to work with the people one-on-one in that space and help them remember and return to that, like, centeredness that's always been theirs. So it's like, yeah, like a little, just a little help along the path. (laughs) Yeah, guide, teacher, 
you know, those are words that, that, you know, people that I talk to use, you know, they're a light, you know, there, there's a lot of times I, you know, back in the day I was talking about how there's somebody looking, they're at the beginning of the tunnel, right? And I don't know if you've ever gone through tunnels in the mountain. I came from Colorado, but you can be on one end of the tunnel and it's, and if it goes around a corner, it's dark and it's black and you can't see nothing, right? And they're like, well, I know I want to get to the other side, but it's dark and it's black and I can't see diddly squat, you know? And uh, to be that light for somebody to go through that tunnel and to start taking that step and those actions to get them to the life and the dream that they're looking to, you know, live. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's nice to be able to to just offer people the even just my experience like I was in a place where I did not I couldn't even fathom that peace was possible. I didn't even know to question the experience of anxiety because I thought it was so normal. I thought I had given up a long time ago and just resigned to that being the way that my life would always be because I didn't know to even question it. So to go from that space of deep anxiety of like physical, like ailment (laughs) and mental despair to being in a place where I feel content and yeah, peaceful, clear much of the time. I, I love to be able to communicate that to people that you know, this is available to you if you want it. And it's actually not too hard <laughs> to do. Yeah, it's not too hard to do. It's a it's a practice and an exercise. Yes. And you get yeah. better at it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, karate, jujitsu, all those martial arts. Well, you start out as the white belt or the green belt or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. over time, <laughs> you practice and you get better and better. Yeah. And the practice is such an important part of my work and my own like way of being and what I teach others to when I work with them over time, because I think cultivating a personal practice that is simple, accessible, and resonant with you is crucial. I feel like there's nothing quite like that to just be able to spend five, 10, 15 minutes a day doing something that really helps you stay connected to yourself, a space where you can be your complete self, bring yourself as you are to this space of the practice and just, yeah, reorient to your true self and begin or end the day that way. It's like, that's so priceless. And I think that it's so easy to overlook that or dismiss that as too simple or it doesn't really matter like five minutes a day what can that really do but it's it can be life-changing <laughs> in be just life-changing. five minutes a day yeah do you think you could do you think you could teach a, a class that would have multiple people like if you could you put five people in a room and put them and and get them started on this accessing their records um, or is it mostly done one-on-one? With the Kashik Record reading, I work mostly one-on-one because it's nice for the person to be able to ask questions that are very specific and personal to them and to get a response and get like the full undivided attention and a tailored response to their question through their personal records. So I do like um, doing Akashic Record readings in that way. 
but with meditation and when I'm helping people develop a practice, it's like I could do that one-on-one, but I also like working in groups when I teach meditation. Um, and even when I share like around different topics from the records. So I have a few ways of working with people. It's like I can open my own records and ask questions and kind of just share Akashic perspective around different topics. And that's like nice in a group setting. And I can teach meditation that way. And then there's something extra special about getting a one-on-one reading where you can really dive deep into the things that you're most curious about, you know? Mm -hmm. That is so, that is just a beautiful and amazing because I, for myself going deep and, and, and having those, that, uh, that cleansing, right? Because when you go deep, you can find those little glitches, those little tweaks that need to be made, the little house cleaning items. Uh, Yesterday, I spent an hour with uh, this lady. She does tapping. And uh, it's about asking the right questions, right? Leading you through that and and how you feel. And uh, I know it's very powerful work that you and I, that we do. And um, it's so it's so beautiful and much appreciated from my perspective. So thank you for doing the work. Oh gosh, it is the pleasure of a lifetime to get to do this work. I'm so grateful to be able to do this. I'm so thankful I found it. <laughs> so tell, tell us a little bit about your classes or tell us a little bit about your one-on-one. Uh, maybe somebody's listening to the uh, podcast, wants to do a, a, a just get in contact with you, kind of, how's your, how's your business laid out? Yeah, so I have offerings where you can book a single session if you kind of want to just dip your toes in and see what it's about. And that's available on my website. And so that could be either a 30-minute reading if you just have one or two questions, or if you know you have a few things you want to get to, there's also an hour-long session available. And then... If you know you want to go deep, if you know you don't want to just explore like your purpose, your gifts, but you want to really dig into and work through and gently dissolve some of the inner blocks that are preventing you from expressing those things, then I work with people over time in longer containers. So it could look like five Akashic Record readings over five months with customized meditation guidance and integration calls in between where I'm working with you and teaching private meditation in between the sessions. So you have this like really beautiful tandem energy of the Akashic record readings where it's more of a conversation led by you and you get to ask questions and receive insight to your questions and then slowly building a personalized custom meditation practice that can support you on your way. That way, by the time we conclude our, our work together, you have this foundation of a practice that you can continue to do on your own. And you might not need to seek outward or come to the records for everything you can begin to connect to yourself and stay connected to that clarity over time. What did you study in college? <laughs> what did I study in college? Yeah. So uh-huh. Okay, it's hilarious. I have a master's of science and visualization. And it's not what it sounds like. It sounds so perfect for what I do now, but it's like computer science and art. So it's like animation and video game design. (laughs) There's no coincidences. 
I know. They have such a sense of humor, like does the universe does. It's hilarious. And yeah, I, I love having that degree. And I think it's so funny because if you think about it in a more abstract sense with the work that I was doing, the reason it's called visualization is because it's all about taking something from the imagination, from the unseen and making it seen, visualizing something so other people can experience it. And I do the exact same thing now, <laughs> taking the invisible and making it visible. So making the intangible tangible for people, helping them connect those unseen realms and making mm. them more of a present reality. <laughs> so. You are such a beautiful person. I just, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I see a very bright future for you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I so appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, wow. So tell us what your website is. Tell us some of your social media, how people can find you, get a hold of you. Yeah, uh, so my website is just my name. It's minarucci.com. So M-E-E-N-A-R-U chi.com and my instagram and youtube is mina ruchi magic so you can find me in those places i think my website is the best place to connect i have tons of videos there like i think i'm getting close to a hundred where i share akashic perspective each week on different topics so there's lots of fun akashic goodies to dive into and um there's also a free guided visualization <laughs> channeled from the Akashic Records that's there for you if you want it. So, um, yeah, lots of fun things to begin with there. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for sharing your awesomeness with the world. <laughs> and um, I look forward to maintaining and growing the relationship here. And uh, so thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight. <laughs>